0: Hey, hello, hello and and hi, Hi. and welcome back to Cannabis Redefined, powered by Connected Connected Marketing. Marketing. I'm Val. And I'm Kayla.
1: And we're your hostesses with the mostesses. Yes, we are, and we have lots of mayonnaise to offer. Uh, What? Do you like mayonnaise? I love mayonnaise. I rub it all over my... Honestly, vegan-aise, vegan A's, I didn't really like mayonnaise before, but then when I tried vegan A's, I'm like, this is so good. Like, vegan A's is superior. Like, okay. Even if you're not vegan, like, try it. It's so fluffy.
0: Okay, how much money would it take for you to eat a whole tub of vegan A's with a spoon? Oh,
1: God. I would, I'd love it, but I'd probably feel a little sick if I did that.
0: Yeah, but how much? Name the magic number.
1: I'll do it for, like, 500 bucks.
0: Okay, yeah, if it's a good price. Yeah, I would probably say somewhere around five to 700
1: Because, like, I do like it. I know I'd get sick, but, you know, $500 could get me a lot. So. And I'm
0: going to say nothing less than 500 because I can make that in a day at work, and a, a day at work doesn't involve me having to do something kind of gross and like And throw that. up, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, before Anyways. we get into the topic of the week, we are going to obviously talk about the case of the week. We like to usually talk about... Um, somebody who is wrongfully imprisoned for uh, marijuana charges. We mm-hmm. often get our cases from the Last Prisoner Project, and we um, still do encourage you to check them out. Um, again, they always have petitions you can sign, and you can join their letter writing program. I highly recommend it. Um, I sign at least like a petition a week. Mm-hmm. Um, So please check them out. It literally takes two seconds, and and you have no idea how much you're helping.
1: Yeah, and if you would like a resource, we actually have a website now. It's being launched today, but this is going up later, so... Future speaking. But we have a website now. It's com, And on our website, we have a page listed as resources. And anything we talk about here, you'll see the case of the week there. You'll see the picture and a summary of it. And then there will also be important links, including a link to the Last Prisoner Project and anything we may talk about in the shows as we go on. So go check that out and sign some petition, peti- sign some petitions and donate if you can.
0: Yes, so um, in advance, I want to say, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this name, um, It's Alvi Ghaznavi. Um, he is serving a sentence of at least three and up to ten years for operating a controlled, dangerous substance, a.k.a. cannabis, facility in New Jersey. The 27-year-old who suffers from a myriad of health issues, including mm-hmm. severe asthma, same dude, and Crohn's disease, is currently eligible for release in 2022, though, of course, he hopes to be released sooner. So luckily, hopefully, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. However, it is just really utterly sad that
1: he has to be imprisoned for any portion of his life for cannabis. It's hypocritical because... When, when did this happen? What year did he get sentenced? Um,
0: like, well, if he's going to be eligible for release in 2022 and it's at least three years, I'm going to assume
1: around 2018, 2019. So 2018, 2019, I'm pretty sure New Jersey just legalized marijuana too. Literally so it's like, like this why, past year. So why why wait till 2022 to let him go? Why, why not now? He's currently serving time for something that's not even illegal anymore in that state.
0: It's very silly to me.
1: Yeah. It's really it's heartbreaking that every every week when we talk about this, it's always so heartbreaking to see these lives as, you know, we just smoked a bowl. Literally I'm high right now. Like and we're you know what I mean? There's no repercussions to it. I was actually I went to the dispensary the other day and I bought a bunch of weed and I was walking home and I was walking home with a shopping bag full of weed, drinking my coffee, walking through the city and I didn't feel like I was going to get in trouble I wasn't going to be arrested for what I was doing like there was no rep- repercussions for my actions because what everything I was doing was completely legal If I can do that, then it's just, like, it's such a privilege to be able to say that I can do that. But it's, like, there's people in prison serving time for what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: think that also just brings us into, like, while we're here, that kind of brings us into our topic this week. So we're talking about big stigmas within uh, cannabis culture. And while some of the things we're going to talk about are going to be fun and lighthearted – Kayla has a point right here. I also think one of the reasons that we don't feel, that we feel like we can just walk down the street smoking a J is we're two little white girls. Yeah, exactly. We have have that privilege. Mm -hmm. And I was writing in my notes when I was just like researching this and talking about racial stigmas and bias, like if a, like a, there's a night nine, two nineteen year old boys, mm-hmm. um, one's white, one's black. One gets pulled over, and they they both get pulled over, and weed is found in the car. Mm-hmm. Wh- like, which one do you think is going to be more scared of the repercussions because exactly. they are more likely to be punished because of the color of their skin? And I think this is also evident in the Shikari Richardson case. Exactly. I think this is a really good example of this because I there's the fucking guy in the Olympics who literally there's a safety plan. Did you hear about this? No. So there's a safety plan. I forget what... I think he's, like, fencing... He is an alleged sex offender, and there's a safety plan for him to keep other people safe while he's like in the Olympic um, little place they're staying no, at. No, and, no, but, no, So no. he is allowed to participate, but this black woman, who is clearly superior in what she does, is not allowed to because she smoked a fucking joint after finding out that her mom died. You tell me That's, that there is no racial bias in there, mm-hmm. and, that, and you're just lying to my face, and you're lying to yourself. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, there 100% is. And sh- I'm just so
1: really upset about the situation. I know. It's, I, as we, we did an episode and we talked about uh, Shakari Richardson's case like a couple episodes ago. And just like after we put it out, more and more information became available about it. And I learned more about it. And I'm just like, this whole situation is so unfair. Like she's a, a powerful black woman who's an athlete in the Olympics. And she was singled out because I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's, it's disgusting. And
0: I also think that, like, when it comes to big stigmas and weed stereotypes, so, like, um, often within the media, like, p- people of color who are involved in cannabis, they're going to be portrayed as thugs or, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, the bad guy, like, tough guy. But, but like, uh, the the mom or the white girl who smokes cannabis is, like, the cool hippie chick. Or, like, mm-hmm. or, like totally Kyle, the, like, burnout kid. Like, yep. even within the stereotypes the the archetypes that you can see in the, pop culture, there is racial
1: bias. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So I was. Uh, here's a quote from uh, one of the articles I read: the negative stereotypes and stigma associated with marijuana have been cultivated by part of a long history of racial, racial association and fear-inducing media propaganda. Media stereotypes create quick and easy shortcuts, but they are also blunt, unrepresentative, and often blatantly false. This leads viewers to make judgments about the personality of the character based upon false or exaggerated information. Um, and this can have lasting cultural or political consequences like the ones that we see today within those two stereotypes.
1: I honestly think that just overall, to sum up any kind of stereotype, it... It all started off with, you know, the early 80s and the 90s when all this anti-drug came out. Like, it it did socially and politically damage cannabis's Cannabis is that right? Cannabis. Cannabis. Cannabis is definitely
0: not cannabis. Cannabis is
1: reputation. And Mm -hmm. then came the stereotypes. Obviously, like racial issues have always been an issue like long before this even happened. But people found a way to obviously create these stereotypes and make them racial. So I just wanted to give a little timeline about like When did stereotypes like come about, you know, what was the whole timeline behind this? So I would say 1913 was, I'll say when that was like when it really started. Obviously, marijuana has been used for thousands of years, but I feel like the stereotypes that we're still living with and still fighting today, it's all started here. So California was the first state to pass a prohibition of marijuana in 1913. And then in 1914, Harrison Narcotics Act was passed, and this began the U.S. drug war. Um, and then fast forward to the 1930s, there was um, like a short clip or movie called Reefer Madness, and it was proper proper propaganda for anti-marijuana campaigns. Um, you know, this is obviously serious, but I also think it's kind of funny because as we get into this, we're going to talk about more of the, like, the commercials and the campaigns and like, they are very funny to watch and they're funny to laugh at, but they did damage cannabis's reputation. And like I said, we're still fighting these stereotypes that these silly anti-drug commercials created back in the day. But so that brings me to Reefer Madness. There was two quotes from there that I thought was kind of funny. It says, marijuana, what will your mother say when she finds your corpse? <laughs> and, and <laughs> She'll then, be like, I knew it. <laughs> the official truth. The official truth, if you smoke it, you will kill people.
0: (laughs) Like you're going to become a murderer or your actions are going to affect other people in that way? What is the sense that I'm killing the other person? You
1: know, it's just, it's crazy because I think that as a society who is very media-driven nowadays, we now understand how powerful the media can be and how important it is if you have a platform or you have a voice and people listen to you to make sure that you're relaying accurate information to people because... These are things that were said back in the 1930s, and people believed it, and that's why we're pretty much here where we are with cannabis, because of all of this. It's so ironic to me that
0: they're saying, like, the official truth, if you smoke it, you will kill people. Like, but what? But, like, they're smoking cigarettes and thinking that cigarettes have health benefits.
1: Exactly, and so this was the really the start of the stigma that was created through the media, and then I think that, like, in the 1980s and the early to mid-90s and w- is when it really started to, like, kickstart, you see... Um, um, a lot of we'll react to this video, the first three videos in a second. But there were so many anti-drug commercials. They actually pushed about – what was it? Over $1 billion into these campaigns. A
0: billion? A billion dollars. Shut the front door. And
1: so – the idea was to use TV advertising to put messages in teens' minds that would discourage drug use because that's like you know the 80s is when the TV started to become popular and that was how to reach these kids and you know reach their minds. So they obviously they did other drugs too like hard drugs and stuff, but there was a lot of marijuana ca- um, like propaganda and videos in this as well that, like I said, made it what it is today.
0: We're watching a video.
1: Yes. OK, but um, so basically in 1996, I would say that was the turning point for all of this, you know, anti-drug commercial, because I think that's the California was the first state to uh, legalize it, obviously, in 1996. So I feel like that was a very slow step in the direction of it turning over. Um, other states started to follow. And then, you know, where where we are today because of that. I, that's my personal opinion. That's not a fact, but that's what I think. So um, but let's watch this video. We're gonna just watch the first three. So, for our audio listeners, we have a YouTube channel that this will be up on, and we'll like put the video on it. And also, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no fucking shit. That's not... no one saying that a surgeon need, should be smoking before the surgery. Should they? Can they smoke after to unwind? Fuck yeah.
1: The fuck. Oh my god that one's so funny. I, I, I that's the only one I watched out of this and then the rest oh I was like oh my god, need god. okay but I love these It's so unrealistic like oh my god. that's just a good example of yeah, there's the a meat. time and a place for it just like alcohol. Like we're not asking people to be like oh marijuana is perfect Every, we love it just at least like don't treat it like it's meth. No, like, I think it should be treated equivalent
0: to alcohol. Exactly. For for the most part. Like,
1: they wouldn't make a commercial of a doctor, like, drinking a beer while they're having surgery. So why put all this money into that? Like, you know what I mean? It's just stupid. But here's the next one. I haven't watched this one yet.
0: Oh, those are nice deep cleansing breaths. It really is. Okay, so he's in the Taekwondo studio doing deep cleansing breaths. Oh, he's a black belt. Okay. A lot of breaths, some arm movements. This is for my art audio listeners. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, my God. He just (laughs) screamed, and he tried to cut the board, but he didn't. My assumption is because he's high. Cannabis. High for a a night. Slow Slow for for a a month. month. (laughs) So if you smoked cannabis... On one night, a month ago, you cannot chop a board in half, just yeah. so you know. Taekwondo,
1: you can cross that off your list. Taekwondo, t- more like Taekwondo,
0: am I right? <laughs> oh my
1: god. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't that funny. I
0: mean, I mean like, okay. See, that was- like, I'm for that. Like, if he doesn't want to do it, then fucking,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm all for not peer pressuring people. That was a good anti-drug commercial because it's no, like well, okay I wouldn't go that far good, that was
0: a good anti-peer pressure commercial because,
1: well there was no information being altered they were just like don't do this and it's like okay cool they didn't push it too far I think I enjoyed it because it's about respecting boundaries yeah exactly <laughs> so if if you're gonna do it that's how to do it too. let's respect boundaries okay
0: What? what? <laughs> so the premise of this one was it was the perspective of a 13-year-old. I think it was the mom putting themselves in the 13-year-old's shoes. And everyone throughout the 13-year-old's day is off. Everyone. Everywhere they go. The post office. The, the, tr- the, the salon. The, the store to try on clothes. Every single person offers them marijuana. Every single one. You tell him. I, I fucking wish. <laughs> I know, right? I fucking wish everyone would offer me marijuana. Okay. All right. Well, so Those this, were
1: fun. I think video, we should do that
0: often. I agree.
1: This video is like 13 minutes <laughs> long, and there's so many of them. So as you can see, like, you know, they're funny to us now when we're laughing, but when people were watching these, when these were being... Uh, put out to like on the media people believe this and this is this is the root of the issue and this is why all these stereotypes like we all know that other commercial i wasn't going to react to that because we all know when the girl's like melting into the couch she hasn't been the same since she started smoking marijuana and stuff so it's like they created all these stereotypes and gave cannabis a really bad name that's been you know it's that's it's been almost what, 25 years, I feel like, in you know, more than 25 years, 25 to 35 years, and, yeah. like, we're still fighting these stigmas that were created back in the 80s and the 90s, so that shows just, like, and the media is so much more powerful now, so just, like, even just a tangent, just, like, whatever you talk about on the internet, you need to be careful because... This is, like, this is still 35 years later and we're still dealing with this. So just be careful what you say. The D.A.R.E.
0: commercials. D.A.R.E. has since, I think, changed a little bit. I don't know if it's, like, as cannabis forward, like, mm-hmm. focused on that. But I just remember D.A.R.E. shirts a lot. Okay. The the stereotype that stoners are lazy. hmm Can I be lazy sometimes when I smoke weed? Sometimes I smoke certain weeds to be lazy. exactly, it, Or relax. Like, Let's like also get rid of the notion that relaxing or trying to unwind and not work ourselves into the ground is being lazy because yes. that is literally just a construct of the capitalistic society that we live in. So let's just reel it back a little bit and like it's okay to relax. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, for me, when I think of, like, the lazy stoner stereotype, I think of the stereotype that stoners don't like to work, and they just, like, sit around in flannel pajamas all day with their eyes half open, eating, like, Cheetos.
1: Yeah, and they're just bums, and, like, that's, that's what, you know, back to the commercials. Like, there's so many like that, and I think that also even with information, as information becomes available. So think about back in the 80s and 90s when you're smoking. I mean, obviously I wasn't alive, but I'm going to get weed to smoke. I'm not going to a dispensary and buying weed. I'm buying it from someone random. I don't know what I'm getting. So those times where, like, I might feel, like, extra lazy or whatever, like, it's you can't – back in the 80s and 90s, you could not smoke intentionally. Now it's like you can go to the dispensary, and I smoke to be focused and to be – um, you know productive and stuff and I know what works for me and I know what doesn't work for me so it allows me to smoke and be intentional where back in the 80s and 90s like you could have gotten an indica you didn't know and like the whole time you're smoking it you're just so tired and lazy um, air quotes with lazy and I feel like that also could have you know. It's very privileged now that we can smoke with intent because back mm-hmm. in the day you couldn't. you know what I mean? Like,
0: Yeah. But also, like, I think it's so funny when I'll smoke with, like, an adult. Like, I used to smoke with my older cousin. And he'd be like, this weed is so good. And it was literally mids. Yeah. Because they're not
1: used to the weed that we have now. Yeah. All right. It just really shows that, like, like as time goes on and as more information comes available... We need to be moving with that information and changing the way we do things. And I think it's a no-brainer, but it's, like, obviously not, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's also the big
0: misconception that weed is a gateway drug. This is definitely one that a lot of you have probably heard before. Yeah. Um, How do you view this misconception, Kayla?
1: Well, okay, so like I mentioned before – There's a bad side to everything, and I think it would be irresponsible of us to sit here and say that marijuana is perfect and it's the best thing in the world. Well, it is the best thing in the world, but that's an opinion. That's not a fact. Um, It's not for everyone, Um, and there was a study done saying that, like, People who do drug use do tend to start with alcohol, nicotine, or marijuana, but that doesn't mean that marijuana is a gateway drug. I want to read this quote from this article. I, I had a far, hard time putting this into words, but I think this quote really sums it up perfectly, how I want to explain it. But it's, This was from um, the drug ba- drugabuse.gov. It is important to note that other factors besides biological mechanisms, such as a person's social environment, are also critical in a person's risk for drug use. An alternative to the gateway drug hypothesis is that people who are more vulnerable to drug taking are simply more likely to start with readily available substances, such as marijuana, tobacco, or alcohol, and their subsequent social interactions with others who use drugs increases their chances of trying other drugs. Further research is needed to explore this question. So... Obviously, there's not a lot of research done behind it, but I like how they explained it. They're like, marijuana, you're not going to smoke marijuana and then be like, yeah, I'm going to go do meth. It's more, Uh -uh. it's more of, it depends on who you are as a person and you know, people who are more uh, like exposed to drug use, maybe they'll start with something like marijuana, but that doesn't mean that the marijuana is making them do that. But sometimes, yes, they do start. So if you have an addictive personality and sometimes people will smoke and they're like, oh, this isn't enough. I need more. Like it just, it different strokes for different folks. And that's Mm -hmm. how I feel on it. I, I think it's. To be able to single out a substance like marijuana and say that is the gateway drug, when I feel like people are more likely to do hard drugs when they're drinking instead, like 100 needs to be taken back and not singled out and treated like nicotine and alcohol.
0: As somebody with an addictive personality, I like I had to be careful in college, like the few times, yeah, I'll admit it, I've done cocaine, but I like I. Had to really, really catch myself and watch myself because I know that I am one of those people that is subject to addiction mm-hmm. because my birth father was. Mm-hmm. And, like, alcoholism also ran on my birth mom's side. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to be super careful. But I I know my limits and mm-hmm. I don't. Reach outside of those, and I think that if you're self aware, like that's that's what makes that mo- that's what makes or breaks you. Um, and also like it's a disease. Addiction is a disease. Yes. So we are not here to blame anybody, any anyone who struggles with that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, oh, I have a story. So my mom. Um, was just trying to parent me. She figured out I was smoking weed when I was, like, 16. And she was, like, I'm going to drug test you. Because she was, she was like, she, like, knew, but she wanted to, like, prove her point. Yeah. And so it was actually kind of ties in with our drug testing thing. Because I got this, like, um this thing from the store that, like, coated my pee. And it worked. It was, like, some sort of gelatin weird concoction. But I drank it. And my pee was, like, clear. So my mom was, like, this isn't pee. It's water. But it was literally my pee. And she threw it down the drain and i was so fucking pissed i like i said some mean things to my mom that day i'm so sorry mom yeah. um i was a really mean teenager but i would never do those things now um she drug tested me then again and obviously my pee wasn't coded the second time cuz it was kind of like a one and done thing yeah And so I failed that one. But, like, my mom was convinced that me smoking weed was the end of the world and that I was going to go on to something else. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, on the other hand, like, knew I smoked. He, like, would rather me do it in the house, which every parent is
1: different. But if you think about it, why did she think that? Because of these anti-drug commercials and the information that she was consuming. She... You know, you, you can't blame her because that's what everybody thought back in the day. Yeah. You know And I she mean? knew
0: somebody that we knew that um, went down an addictive path. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but um, I never did. Uh, but mm-hmm. my dad let me, and I think that I ended up having more trust with my dad because I feel like I could be more open with him mm-hmm. about it. But again, like... That it's just... um,
1: It's just a good example of how these anti-drug campaigns affected every... And it's, like, a lot of... Not to, like, single boomers anybody out, um, but it's, like, that whole generation is the generation that was affected by these campaigns, and they're set in their ways, and I just feel like they're infamous for being set in their ways and not wanting to really change the way they think. Oh,
0: 100%. This is like, wait, story time. My dad, so my dad, my parents have been divorced for forever. Uh-huh. My dad uh-huh. is dating a new girl. Uh-huh. Um, let's call her Jen. Sorry, Jen. I don't know why I always <laughs> don't pick that don't name. Jen. Okay, let's call her Carly. Carly. So Carly um, is a mom. She's like beautiful. My dad sent me a picture. I think I showed you her. her oh already. yeah, she's um, a catch. She is a catch. And my dad approached me and was like, "She smokes weed." And I was like, "Okay." And he was like, "He's talking about how he doesn't like it. He wants her to stop." And I was like, "Dad, if she if she has to stop smoking weed, then you have to stop having my ties after work." Like. I was like, this is no different, and he was like, Ooh. and he smoked a little bit with her. He was like, it's not for me. I was like, that's fine that it's not for you, but I was also like, Dad, you just met this woman, like, two months, like, mm-hmm. not even two months ago, and you're trying to fucking tell her what to do? She's a grown-ass lady. I was like, Dad, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally, I got in an argument with my dad. I was like, Vito, shut up. Like, I love you so much. Like, okay, anyone be like, don't disrespect your father like that. Like, my dad and I no, are best friends. It's like, not like That's that. the kind of relationship we have. But I was like, dad, you're being silly. And he knew he was trying to get a rise out of me. I was like, I'll smoke with her. She sounds great. He's like, she wants to get a tiny house. I was like, this lady sounds awesome. Oh, my God, I love dad, that. Dad, where did you find her? So, yeah, we justice for Carly, everyone. Wait. Tell my dad that he needs to, to pucker up buttercup and let her smoke weed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But
0: that's a perfect example. My dad thinks that like, you can't like be successful and smoke yeah. weed. And, and it, like, he's just
1: wrong. And it just shows how damaging it was to the, that, that poor generation. They were really damaged <laughs> They're, They have, yeah. they have so many, so many back. I, I just, at least nowadays I feel like I say this very loosely, but at least with the media that, that gets put out, it's kind of like it's easier to find reliable source of information. Mm-hmm. I think it was easier to brainwash people back then, yeah. it, which is what happened. So, I mean, we're still, you know, fighting some of these stereotypes, and who is the fight against? It's it's the boomers, unfortunately. Um, I just I where I just think as millennials and Gen Zs, we're all so accepting um, to like really any different, and I. Gen X is pretty okay too. I feel like they They're get forgotten young. about a lot. No,
0: not Gen X. The one below Gen Z. What is it? Gen Y? What's the one above millennials? It's Gen X.
1: Oh, Gen X. There's there's one yeah. above us? Yeah, everyone this
0: forgets is. about them. Okay, oh, hey guys. Yeah, those are like our parents. Oh, or like or like my mom my birth mom is Gen X.
1: So I feel like Gen X is a mixture. The younger end of Gen X is cool, but then I feel like the older end of Gen X are, is are where you can find boomers. some K- Karens. And or, is it
0: Gen, or is Gen Y after Gen X? I no, don't know. I anyway, know.
1: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, where can you find us on social media? You can, this has been a long one. Yeah, you can find us on cannery Defined on a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our website at dot com.
0: Yeah, my personal Instagram is Valley's Veggies, and my TikTok is Wumbroh.
1: We also, uh, uh, we also have another podcast it's called 20 what pod we do have Twenty What pod look us up you can find us on the social media. we also actually we have an email and it's canneritafind at com. so if you want to you know write us tell us how your day was going you want us to talk about something on the show you want to send us pictures of your dogs or, or you eat- you're
0: you smoking weed but not around your dog
1: because that's bad yeah just let us know and send us an email yeah yeah
0: um Kayla, what's your social media? You oh, didn't I that? not say that? No, you didn't. Oh,
1: uh, it's Kayla and Nicole X16 across all social media.
0: Okay, um, that was cute. Um, I love you all so much.
1: <laughs> love all of our <laughs> monthly listeners. Yeah,
0: we love you. And goodbye, goodbye and, and stay high.